you're watching medically speaking dr padma head of neuro aims has joined us now thank you ma'am for taking out some time and speaking to newsx uh, so ma'am as we were just discussing about brain fog neuro issues and related to covid help us understand let's first of all break it uh, through let's talk first of all just about brain fog we've already discussed the symptoms what brain fog is basics covered but help us understand that if after covid recovery i go home and i feel completely okay but suddenly there is a fatigue a person can't remember something is it possible that they have brain fog any medication for the same if not what should they do ma'am okay so uh, i'm uh, sure you you understand the same term brain fog now that's a constellation of symptoms and signs it is loose in fact when you say fog it is as foggy as it sounds because there's no definitive criteria they're saying that there is sudden paralysis on one side like you explain a brain attack instead since the that group of features which loosely are termed as brain fog will include some memory issue some confusion some inability to do the executive functions which you were doing with so much of alacrity and clarity in the past so the same things you are unable to do that multitasking becomes a you know a mammoth effort to do it so that's all loosely you know that comes under you know brain fog so that's not sudden it is something which is evolved which is something which you pick up over a period of time which is generally associated with a lot of fatigue and even a mental fatigue when you have to concentrate and do something which you you know you you have to put in an effort but to do the same small things which you were doing so much of with so much of ease in the past so they don't come suddenly so whatever comes suddenly after a covid recovery would indicate something else say say suddenly if there is a headache suddenly there is a deficit like a paralysis or a balance or a vision problem that would indicate you know in a, in the long covid you have other spectrum of neurological features which have emerged and which are well known which are listed under the 200 such features which have been recently published in the long covid which is because of clots in in and of various you know the, the blood supply system to the brain because of the nerves getting involved which you know they are stripped of their coverings which is you know there's several other issues with it said that though the brain fog per se is something which is seen as part and parcel of a continuing fatigue which is both physical and mental and the other issue which is also emerged now uh, minakshi is that there's a whole lot of research which is going on internationally nationally as well wherein we are also part of this whole consortium which is looking into over the period of several months or maybe a couple of years there is now evidence and this is again a published literature from uk which has looked into the brain per se in people who have had covid you know to the same brain imaging which was done pre covid they had covid and now recovered from covid and they repeated an mri and i've seen that there is atrophy or shrinkage of certain parts of the brain so along with this there are lot of other biomarkers you know when you call a biomarker it is not sine qua non but it points towards the involvement of certain parts of the brain which includes say spinal fluid blood as well as what is called as functional neuroimaging and doing some battery of tests looking into the development of dementias looking into the development of other degenerative diseases of the brain and so this is an ongoing phenomena that they're trying to gain some kind of an insight into what this long covid is all about so that's an ongoing research so to answer you 
that mental fog is not going to develop like bolt from the blue. It is something which is evolving. And yes, now there are certain aspects which actually tell you if you're predisposed to develop that. And that is generally seen in people who are older, who have more comorbid conditions like say diabetes and hypertension, who had more severe disease. They have this more in terms of this fogging and confusion and memory issues. It may happen in young people though. So in young people, it is more of a, a conglomeration of even mental health issues. So you have to build in your anxiety, depression, and a whole lot of stress. That also caters to the involvement of lack of attention, alertness, concentration, which forms into this whole. Okay. So, How do you prevent it? Oh, yes, yes. please. So, you know, you can probably try and uh, sort of prevent it. Number one, taking care of the risk factors if there are there, like diabetes and blood, you know, some things. And then there are certain biomarkers like B-dimer and others if they're high, then you give this blood thinners for a certain period of time. But other than that, get your immunity up, take a lot of proteins, have your vitamins like vitamin B12, vitamin D, and more importantly, take care of the mental health. So in that part of it, a significant aspect would be to be, be active both mentally and a sort of a graded physical activity. Some, you know, you don't jump into a very, very rigorous physical activity, have a very graded physical activity, but be active both mentally and physically, take care of mental health, get your immunity, take proteins and take these vitamins. I think this should sort of prevent you or protect you from, you know, further long COVID issues. Right, ma'am, you also spoke about immunity. That, of course, is also linked to vaccination. Yesterday, when we were talking to our team of experts, some of them suggested that they would not tell all their patients who have neurological issues to go ahead and get vaccinated. Stroke patients, others who have some degenerative diseases need to be a little careful and perhaps consult their doctor, the neurologist, before getting the vaccination. Would you agree with that line of thought or would you suggest just about all your patients, anyone who has even a serious neurological issue, to go ahead and get vaccinated? Yeah, very good question, Meenakshi. And again, you know, the COVID pandemic is a learning curve and we're still on that learning curve. Nobody knows all the answers yet. So, yes, a blanket yes and a blanket no will not be the answer to this. Certainly, if there are an issue and you are under a follow-up of a physician or neuroscientist, please touch base with your respective doctor to say yes, no, what are the precautions to be taken? Pre-vaccination and also post-vaccination and also the vaccination thing. Said that though, if you take an elderly person who has comorbid like diabetes and hypertension, who had a heart disease, who had issues, now these are the individuals who are also at the highest risk of developing a severe feature and also having a relatively bad outcome with the COVID as compared to someone who's otherwise absolutely healthy. So it is there is a flip side that when there are a lot of comorbid conditions, they are the ones who probably need to be also protected because in them, the, the illness may also be pretty severe. Yeah. Said that though, you must check with your doctor, look at the pros and cons, and I think it's a collective decision. I would certainly advise that you please ask your respective doctors if you have any questions, especially when you're taking any medication and, you know, go ahead with the vaccination. 
Right. And ma'am, a final question. I wish this was a longer interview, but we rather are a little short on time. So final question, ma'am, uh, you know, since we know that there are some neurological conditions which could in itself trigger COVID, could get worsened due to COVID, ma'am. Um, what would be your advice for your patients or for others who are suffering from neurological diseases in these difficult times, considering, of course, uh, you know, the third wave already here, second wave, many say it's still not over. Yeah, so I think those precautions are universal, Minakshi. That's universal. And in those people who are immunocompromised, and I think the, the most important immunocompromised situation, which is really rampant, is diabetes. And that's part and parcel of people who are predisposed to strokes or heart attacks or what have you. So yes, universal precaution, which is going as a mantra, that you know you do have your mask on your physical this is the same thing of you hearing that all over yes. over and but that is i guess the more you say the more you know the, it is i think it's never really enough actually so it should go on that's the universal vaccine that you have and of course a vaccination program as it is evolving as it is being given out should trust those programs which is being given out to you and come forward and take it. And any 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 doubts that you have, clear it up with your doctor. Instead of you know relying only on uh, you know some some sources which may not be uh, you know really clarified or uh, you know which are not evidence based, trust your doctor. Touch base with your doctor, and they would guide you. And just go ahead with that. Yes. Right. And that's a very pertinent point you raised, ma'am, because self-medication also uh, was a big issue uh, during, you know, the, the last wave, because considering there were many who couldn't get in touch with doctors, I personally know of people who literally asked each other and they exchanged yeah. COVID medicines and they took it. And that, of course, should not happen. So that was the voice, the word rather advice coming from our expert uh, from, of course, tips to improving your mental health to how you should manage your neurological diseases in these difficult times. It's been a rather revetting conversation, ma'am. I reiterate at the cost of reiteration. I wish I had more time, but thank you so much once again for joining yes. us. Thank you. For more such videos, subscribe to the NewsX YouTube channel, hit the bell icon.